You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Talk about where do we get 100 tzikiyas from? I mean, that's a lot of tzikiyas. And maybe some people in the COVID era are going to say, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to just take the minimum. You know, where does 100 come from? So let's take a look and see if we can figure out. We've got to figure out what it says. Let's assume, of course, that it says Yom Teruah. All right. So the Gemara says, okay, a trua. You know what a trua is? A trua, the Gemara says, is shalosh yivavos. Right? Remember, it doesn't say yom tekiah. It's yom trua. Yom trua means it's got to be yeah, three cries. Gemara says one second. Three cries? Like a cry? Vatanya shir trua shlesha shvarim. Well, it's a cry has a pretty much of a it has it has some length to it. It's not like a shvarim, like a very sharp, crisp thing. Uh, 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 a shever. No, not uh, right? is it a cry or a shever? Amar Abaya. There's a machlokas about this, Abaya says. Because the Gemara says Yom Terua. What is a trua? It's a sound. It's some sort of broken sound. Some, it's not a straight sound like a tekiya. Like tokea means like to stick something straight in with a straight force. So true is some sort of, but what does true mean exactly? If you look in the Targum of Targum Unkelis, it says, Yom Yevava Yehei Yevava. Okay, what's Yevava? Well, we know Sisra's mother. We know that, of course, Yael Eishis Chaver she killed the guy, right? He wanted some extracurricular stuff. She got him nice and ready, and then, right? She stuck the, the, the stave right into his face, right into the side of his face. Killed him. But his mother was waiting for him to come back. So here you see an interesting thing. It's an Aramaic word, as you see. The word true is translated into Aramaic as yivava. And then we have the word yivavev, yivavev, yiv, I'm sorry, batiyavev in shoftim as a Hebrew word or as a pure Loshana Kodesh word. What is it? Imagine a mother who expects the worst. I mean, she sees and she has a, a, a premonition especially as time goes on, the things are getting worse and worse on the battlefield. Maybe she's hearing some reports, but where's my, where's my son? Where's my son? Imagine that, looking out the window and waiting for your son. You know he's a bum, but you love him. You know he's a murderer, a killer, uh, a soldier. But then you're hearing that things went wrong, and you're hearing about how the battle was won by the enemy, and the son's not there. So imagine yourself, transport yourself there. What would you be doing? So on that, what we have is two Bryces. The two Bryces argue about what would a mother, incredible machlokas, what would a mother looking out think about? What would be the type of thoughts she had that would become articulated in a type of cry? It's like a krechs that's coming out. When you go neach me libo, it's going to last long. It's not shvarim. 
it's like a break and, and somehow there's like a, almost a therapeutic aspect of it. Omar Savar, no. It's Yulule Yolil. It's like one is sort of like the pain of reflection and you just want to push it out. And the other is it's it's coming machine gun-like. Like it's coming out of you ugh, like, like a little, little, little. So that's the question of what the cry is. And therefore, that machlokas and the brises has not been solved. Just like many other machlokas and shas, we're not sure. This was a, it's incredible. What we do on Rosh Hashanah is based on a debate as to what would a, what would that mother be doing? What would that cry have been? And therefore, there's actually, as we're going to find out later, we're going to see tonight, that there's a suffix, what the trua is. Is the trua like one brisa, the yulule uh, yolil, the short ones? Is it genuche ganech? Or is it a combination of them? And we don't know what yom trua is. You know, you got to blow the shofar. Okay. So you have to, so we, therefore, there's a suffix in the daraisa. You have to blow three of these babies. Okay. Three of those babies, right? Because it might be a shvarim. It might be a trua. It might be a shvarim trua. Okay. So where do we get nine from? We're going to see in a minute uh, where you get nine from. But you definitely, we're gonna, I'm already setting the table why, where you get three. Now we're going to see how three becomes a hundred. We'll find out. Anyway, first of all, the Bryce's Minayan Shibishofer. I mentioned this last night because it says by Yovel we have Varta Shofer Trua. I see Shofer. Uh, we know we sort of know what that is. That's something you fix up, like the word, uh, like Meshaperet Atavlad. It's something that you've hollowed out. In other words, it's 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 a horn that you actually, as we know, you drill through and you're able to hollow it out in order for the sound to come out through the end of it. That's why it's called shofar. You fixed it. Okay. You fixed this animal horn. Shofar trua. Ainwell be yovel, but that's the yovel. And yom kippur of yovel, you blow it. How do you know brushkov? Another question. Yes. Yes, Moshe. How come we are symbolizing a mother of the enemy uh, soldier for our truva. I, I told you, it's an incredible point, isn't it? <laughs> it really makes you think about the whole world. Like even, not only not only a, a non-Jew, but a non-Jew that they wanted to destroy us. I, I think it's an incredible lesson about what it means, you know, in other words, to, to relate to that other aspect of humanity that other aspect of what that person is who's a human, right? Could it be related to the fact that in the Musaf of Rosh Hashanah, we're davening for the Aguda Achas and Hashem wants... Ashanah too, Sheila. We daven the whole Rosh Hashanah for the whole... Uh, right, right, unity. I know. The whole, the whole time, but I'm just saying specifically um, that it's the vision that Hashem has for the world. Right, but but Moshe is asking. What's interesting is is that it's it's from a period in our history when the world was not showing. It was when we were still just fighting to 
to keep Eretz Yisrael, right? It was in the beginning. We prayed three times a day to destroy them. Now we're symbolizing one of the mothers over here to... Uh, uh, for our right, but so we're, what, we're, what we're taking out from her uh, and remember the only way we know that she was doing this how do we know that she was sitting at the window Devorah had a, a nevuah about it Moshe right Devorah, Devorah the had, had a prophecy that God showed her the image of that mother there and she sang about it and I think there's something that you know uh is it maybe, like countering? Is it the count? We have to counter the, so to speak, the schus, kind of like um, Haman's, you know, talents of silver was countered by the shkalim. So we're countering this, um, these okay. cries. Right. Okay. Is that a positive one? Uh, okay. You're saying that, that that she represents the non-Jewish world, and they have schuyot. I'm not sure. Right, and the lowest common denominator of the non-Jews. Her schut is, is, you know, she says, I, I'm waiting for them to, to, to come and tell me she, they crushed her head. Remember, that's what it says in the Pesach, right? No, it's horrible. It's horrible. It Absolutely. says in the Pesach, she says, I'm waiting for him to come back and tell me that he smashed the brains out of those people, right? You know, she ain't some, she's no great woman, you know what I'm saying? I know. I'm just trying to figure out, like, why would we have to, what do we learn? Okay, you're right. This is a good point. But I think what we see is, I think we strip it away. All human beings, even the worst ones, you know, you go back, like you say, and the the pain of, of loss, the pain of what's most precious to them could be lost. And the fact Devorah saw that, right? Devorah saw that and saw her looking out the window, and she, we, it's, it's in that, it's in Safer Shoftim forever, for us to, to be always, to have that image of her pain. Somehow, you know, you're right, you could say, thank God, serves you right, you mom, you, you disgusting old woman, you, and I wish we could have killed you too, right? I'm happy your, your son died, that Sisra, that, that Mamzer, right? But Chazal, <laughs> Chazal found a key here, to a universal cry that I guess everybody has. Uh, 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 Rabbi Kivalevich. Yes. Uh, there, I'm just thinking that maybe because the um, idea of uh, this cry is min hametzar, right? The, so the lowest, most confined space, the lowest condition. Okay, that's what the shofar looks like, and that's what we're doing, that's what we say, we, we involved with min hametzar. So, a mother of an enemy, somebody who really loves, it's like the lowest thing. It's the worst person, and that's the person that loves him. You know, maybe they, the way it was looked at is like, that's the lowest level that a person can, you know, uh, that's somebody. Uh, you're saying that we need to sort of look, our, we need to imagine ourselves as something confined, low, worthless. Yes, yes. And only then, that, that's, it, that's the nature of that sound, it has to go from the narrow to the wide. And uh, In other words, we, we sort of, Dr. Kogan is saying, we sort of have to imagine ourselves when we're trying to do tshuva, that we, right. that we are, we are the, this worthless, you know, skunky woman who, you know, just... A good from, point. Very good point, Dr. I, 
Yes, that we learn from the lowest common denominator of society, and we try to. Right. But, but not only. But he's saying we actually we do that as a tshuva. We do that to sort of see because we yes. can't consider ourselves high on on Rosh Hashanah. Uh huh. Got it. Very so, good. Okay. Yeah. And right, so let's move on. So I think we did a lot of good discussion on that. Very good. So now, all right. So now we know it's a chauffeur. How do you know you do that on Rosh Hashanah? Well, it says Bachodesh Shavi. Why did they have to say Bachodesh Shavi? We know it's Yom Kippur, right? Matamar Bachodesh Shavi. Oh, that extra word in Parshas Bahar is to tell you a chidush that the same. Whenever you have a trua, it's the same trua. That it's got to be a trua with a ram's horn. Now, how do you know that it, you have to do more than just a trua? Because it says, Havarta means something that crosses over, something that goes straight. You're Mavir. Something, right? Avar. It goes on a straight line across. So from the word Havarta, I get this idea that it was preceded by this long extension. Okay. How do you know you need one afterwards? Because it says the word Mavir again. So the word Mavir is unnecessary. And of course, we use that in the, in the Tefillah of Rav Amnon, right? Kivakoras roe edro. Mavir tsono tachat shifto. So we, right, so we use the word mavir a lot in Rosh Hashanah based on that word avarta. But that's that straight movement, which if, if, if this is a blowing of a horn, then havarta must be a horn blow. So this must be one long one, one straight one, the broken one, and then the straight one. So then Rabavo, the great Rabavo, said, look, we don't know what they are, but I'll tell you, I'm making a takona with all the halachos in Caesarea. If you want to be a darshan, listen to this. Look where they made this takona of Tkia Shofar in the most goyisha city in the world. Too bad Jackie's not here. He likes talking about this Caesarea, right? This was like this was like the the this was like where the goyim you know went to summer right it was on the it was on the ocean this was like the the fun in the sun place that the goyim loved Kesri. Uh, that's where they made the takona tkia is what tkia shloshishvarim trua and then tkia why. So the Gemara says, why are you doing that? It should be tkiya trua tkiya. Right? It should be tkiya. And then shloishashvarim. And then another tkiya. Where do you get this business of tkiya, one long one? Then you have the three, bam, bam, bam. Do, 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 right? Do, 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 right? And then you have a trua. The Gemara says, because we don't know what it is. We don't know if it's Gnu Ganach or Yelule Yolo. And therefore, you end up with how many? You end up with nine. Um, but where does nine become 30? Let's find out. Because it's really 30 in a way. Because, um, well, <laughs> you have Tkia. And then you have, well, well, let's see how we get 30. I'm going to show you get 30. Minatora, you have to hear nine. 
true Rabbi Yovel, but it also says, okay, so that should be Tkia, true Tkia, Tkia Shvarim, Tkia, that's that's uh, six, Tkia, and then Shvarim Trua, Tkia, so that would be ten. So where do you get 30 from? So you get 30 because it says the word trua by shofar three times. It says the word trua, I'm sorry, the word trua is said three times in the Torah. Twice by Rosh Hashanah and once by Yovel. And since Yovel is what helped me know it's a shofar, Chazal have this Kabbalah. Again, it's all from Moshe Misenai probably, but that's the way we understand it to be. But you've got to do that three times. So therefore, every true is pshutal chanel, pshutal acharel. And therefore, what happens now is, so um, you have to do tarat, tarat, tarat. Um, and, but we're not sure if it's shvarim. So therefore, you got to do tashrat. And then you have to do tashrat and tarat. Let me explain what those things are. This is trua. This is tkiya trua tkiya. Reisha means trua. Tashrat is shvarim trua. And then tashat is only shvarim. Now, um, as the Mishnah Burra points out, let's say someone just does tashrat. <laughs> hey, I'll do them both. All we're going to do, all you're going to do is, and we'll do Tashrat three times. We did the Shvarim, we did the Trua, because maybe not. Because maybe crying just means one, just means Shvarim, three, three quick breaks. And by, listen to what I'm going to say. And by putting the Trua there, that's a hefsik between the Shvarim and the Tkiyach Rona. So therefore, you've got to do Shvarim separately. You can't just do Shvarim Trua, because the Trua is a hefsik. So that's why you got to always do a Tarat. You have to do a Trua, you have to do a Tkia, Trua, Tkia. And Tashrat can't work. Now, where do we get 100 then? That should be 30. But as I said, 10 times 3. Where do you get, where do you get 100 from? So let's see. The Alta Rebbe says, some say that after the davening, Marian Trua Gedola, below Tekia. Now that's what we do by the Sephardim. We have a uh, Trua Gedola. Why? Because that is that will get the Sutton going. Shaloyi Katrag Achratvila. Why? Because the Trua is the broken one. And what's the Sutton's taina? All right, you had me at bay during davening. Where are you going now? Going to go eat? Why aren't you in front of God now? You have to go and press and put food in your belly? So in order to push the Sutton off and to give us a lesson, after davening is over, we do a big trua gedola. Right? And that's why we do that trua to sort of say, the Sutton, no, no, no. We're going home. We're going home on the back of the giant Tarua. Okay. That's where, that's the minug and, and 
Moshe, I don't know if you have the Baal Tkiyah yet. Do you have your Baal Tkiyah yet for the uh, for Rosh Hashanah? I'm not sure what it's going to be, but whoever it is, maybe you should We're show We're having him. a Chazan that is a Baal Tkiyah as well. Okay, so I'm sure he knows this. That's the idea of doing the, the, that Teruah at the end. V'yesh makomot noagim, the Alter Rebbe says, lach sarvulit goa, shloshim kolos. Now, let me explain. We're going to talk about where we get, there's an extra 30. Why is there an extra 30? V'yishachoshishin, shema mixas hatzibor, lo shomu kola tekios karoi v'hogan. Because it's a long davening, and maybe the chazan didn't do all a great job, so we sort of do 30 at the end of davening. And therefore, these 30 will work no matter what, even though they're not connected to the brachot. So those are the two minhagim that he quotes. One minhag is to do one giant trua. The other one is to do another series of tashat, tarat, tashrat. But yeshno again to get 100 total. Now, where do you get 100 total? You get a hundred like this. Davening, you're gonna after davening, you're gonna have ten. How does that become a hundred? Because remember, you have the tkias of the miyushav. Tkias of miyushav are thirty. Then you're gonna blow another thirty during the chazarat hashatz, and, and then you have in the tefilat lachash thirty. So that's 90. And then you have an extra 10 to create 100. All right? So that's where you get 100. It doesn't explain why you get 100, but that's where you get 100 from. So in other words, he, first he talks about um, an extra 30, uh, maybe, right? But then he says it should be sacha kol 100. Now, the Aruch HaShulchan quotes the idea of, it's based on Midrashim, where you get 100 kolot from, and he quotes the Aruch, one of the earliest Rishonim. We have a Kabbalah that she did a hundred kvetches, a hundred tears. Um, the, the tour quoting Rav Amram says, remember what we said before, the Minagasvardim, that it's a true Agadova without any tekiah. But the tour says we don't have this minig as Ashkenazim, <laughs> and that's why we don't do a true gedola. But you know the tour, the rush, they don't have that minute to do a, a, a true gedola. Um, the uh, Rav Harari, I don't know if you know who Harari is. Uh, he wrote some nice svarim. He says that. You really, the minimum amount is 30 kolot. Uh, the Ashkenazim do 100 each day, and the Sephardim have 101. Um, the first 30, as we know, are after the Haftarah. The other ones are in Musaf, and of course, those are going to be, uh, you get the other 60. Now, why are they called Mu'umad? Because you need to be standing. You don't need to be standing for the first Tekiyot. Those are called Tekiyot the Mu'shav. 
Now, Rav, um, Rav Meir Chai Uziel has a nice uh, asmachta for a hundred. It says, Kol ha'amim tiku chaf. Kaf is, chaf, the letter kaf is 20, pay is 80. Everybody, tiku. In other words, the simple shot is we do this, tiku kaf. But tiku could be blowing a hundred. Kol ha'amim tiku chaf. That's a hundred. Um, and Mayor Chai Ben Uziel said, don't ever change anybody's minag. I don't know what they're doing this year in COVID. I assume they're going to have all 100 tekios, but maybe for Sakona, whatever. But generally, we should try to get those, we should try to get, even when we want to get a quick davening, want to be able to get in the regular tefillah, the minig of a hundred and a hundred and one. Now, the, um, right, okay. Let's take a look at one of the Chesidah Sherebis, Rabbi Cheskel Panet. Uh, he has a nice little remez here. He says, when the Torah on Rosh Hashanah just says Yom Teruah, one, a day of true, and we end up having a hundred. <laughs> and it's all a big sod. It's all from the secrets of creation, why we do all those hundreds. But we get up to a hundred. But the truth is, when you know the reason, we know that you're going to do it bizrizut. Yoter ma'od. It's important to understand, I guess, and that's why we try to about location learn a little bit. Moshe, I don't know if it's the same um, Abu Hav. Is he coming again? That Abu Hav boy? I don't know. No, nobody could come from Israel. You're not allowed to bring anybody from Israel. Right. But I remember he. I remember someone he, from uh, Queens, the other Israel. The other Israel. I remember the boy was studying the Kavanot. <laughs> I remember because I was with him, and I remember he was being machaben the Kavanot. Obviously, if you know the Kavanot, you're going to do it in a different way. Um, yeah. Let's talk a little bit again about the uh, about the Tkiat Demiushav. Um, we know one of the reasons we blow before the Gemara says We talked right. What is the irvuva satan? That the satan is so. says a reason. And this way, he's already. In other words, let start being a bum now. Let's blow now. Let him now say, God, no, 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 don't listen to them. And then he, and then we're going to blow later in the davening. That's the good part. In other words, this is the part that we think the Satan is like, and now during the Shmon Esrei, he's going to leave us alone. That's one shot. That's Arveva Satan. Meaning get him, get him and not to confuse him. 
But in other words, okay, here's the show for blowing. Okay, here's my time to be the enemy. I'm my enemy now, but he's not going to be the enemy later. Some learn the opposite, the Torah says, that by blowing before Musaf, that makes him weaker later. Why does that make him weaker later? He says, because based on the Yerushalmi, we know that death and the Yetzirah that represents death won't be around when Netzach. In the future, death will not have the hold on us that it has now. In the Imot HaMashiach, even, it won't mean as much. We still might die, but it's not going to be the scariness of what death is the way it is now. Because now we, we, we feel that we're, we're missing, we're scared, we know we haven't done enough, we can't face God. Death is scary and horrible. It's mavet. It's not going to mean that, Be'emos HaMashiach. Be'emos HaMashiach, we know we're passing, we're going to calmly pass from one state to the other. V'ksiv, V'yomu Yitaka B'shofer Gadol. What is going to, what is going to, what is going to bring in, what is going to herald in the new period? A shofar blast. That's going to bring, that's, that's going to be the new period where death and the Yitzhahara and the Satan is weak. So, Kad Shama Koshofer Chodazimna Bahil Velo Bahil. He's scared. He says, Shema Huzimna the Shofar Gadol. Uh oh. In other words, according to the Yashalmi, the the, the Sultan doesn't even know what's happening. <laughs> He's hearing the shofar. He said, uh-oh, is, is, is this the Mimosa Mashiach? Is this the end of Bugsy? Is this the end of Rico? Am I finished? Uh, maybe I'm not. Oh, no, here it comes again. They're blowing again. So, therefore, blowing originally already puts him on edge. And what does this mean? It's obviously very... It's hard to understand what Chazal mean because uh, the Sultan is, doesn't understand that it's that it's that it's right. Sultan doesn't understand that. Um, it's it's a very um, so. If you take a look here, the the authors of Tsurba try to explain it a little bit based on the Smag. Let's take a look. Up in my Sultan, ain't a sovish as mantki at shovishalatid. Meaning, and this goes back to what Shiva was talking about, when we are in that mode of the future world, it sort of, it sort of feels like that. Especially if we dab in Shachris and we, we really imagine that world right here, that imagine of v'nasom kula guda achas u'v'tzadikim yismochu u'yishorim yalozu and we think about uh, so we've sort of in our mind created that already. we've sort of been thinking about it and when we blow the shofar that's the reason why it, it generates a sense of pachad in a way because we sort of it's not that the, the, the satan is, is a fool and the satan doesn't know today's Rosh Hashanah it's that we can somehow really um, uh, download uh, and sort of bring with down within ourselves that new period that's coming, that period of of of, of Atid Lavo. 
And, and therefore, that's what it means that the Satan is more vav. I think that's really what, what we see over there. Um, they asked the famous Ridvaz, the, Rad, the Radvaz from uh, Mitzrayim, uh, Rudovid ibn Zimra, they asked him, um, why aren't people standing when people are blowing shofar? So he said, look, the main shofar blowing is what you do in Shemona Esrei. I was talking to Rabbi Herman. He told me this year, we were saying, uh, with, no, with the fact that they're taking out the piyutim by the Ashkenazim, we hope that everybody will be listening to the shofar during with Seder Brachot, because they can't say, oh, I'm so bored. I've been here so long. Tkiyas de Miyushav is only a takana that we made, that the Satan should be muurvav. And therefore, Mishum Kovarat Sibur, we said, look, you don't need to stand now because you're going to be standing later. Later, you need to be standing. So, let's say somebody comes late and misses all the tkios, and he comes at the end of davening. He comes at the end of davening to hear 30 tkiot. That's when he's coming. So if that's when he's coming, he needs to be standing. Because tkios, the Radva says, need to be makayim the mitzvah from the Torah properly, you need to be standing. Okay? Um, that's what the Radvaz says. The tour gives somewhat of a different reason why we have to be standing, because it says the word Truyelachem. Where what's where do you see Lachem? Now I don't know where this is. This is I don't know this to be a Gemara anywhere. I do not believe um, it's a Gemara. I don't know where it is. Maybe you can find it. A Gzeirashava, just like it says by the Omer. It says Uspart and Lachem. So by Trua, it also says Lachem. And we know you have to count the Omer standing up because it says Mehachel Chermesh. You start counting when the scythe cuts Ba Koma while you're standing, meaning Bakuma while you're standing. So Sfirasa Omer is Xavier Shova to Shofar. And therefore, shofar, you need to be standing. Again, uh, that's a very, how we know that, it's, it's, it's a stretch, but that is what the tour quotes is the reason why the shofar blowing, uh, you should be standing. And maybe this is why we have a minute to stand even before Musaf, even though Me'ikar Adin, you don't have to be standing during Musaf. Now, when we talk about the, one of the hardest halachot for people to keep in shul, okay? This is one of the hardest uh, uh, halachos to keep. Here it is. Your tokeya, the Rambam says, kechen yoshvin. Your tokeya when in the middle of Shmon Esrei. Ve'eno medaber. You can't talk. In other words, once that first brach is made, you're not supposed to talk till the end of the tkiot. Because it's one brach on all of them. 
The riff has to write, Gorinbo al Shasach. The riff knew, Alfasi knew a thousand years ago, people had a hard time keeping this. And you have, mm, 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 don't talk. Mm, don't, you're not supposed to say anything. Mm. Give a guy a dirty look. Wave, wag your finger at him, the riff says. Um, the, uh, now, obviously, uh, the Baltokeya shouldn't be speaking. But as one of the Rishon or Beno Simcha says, every, no, one can, no one can talk. Because the, the, he's your shliach. Shlucha shodim kamotzo. So it's as if you're blowing. So if you're blowing, you can't stop. Now, what would be if you do talk? What would be if you had to talk? You had to speak to your kid. Something happened. Bideved ein ma'akev. Where do we know that from? From the Shulch, the tour quoted by the Ramah. Im dvarim soch. If you did speak after the brachot, you don't have to go make the brach again. That is the psak of the Ramah. Now, the Mishnah Burra asks, shouldn't it be like uh, tefillin? If you speak between the two, the Tfil and Shalyad, the Tfil and Shalros, you don't have, I'm, I'm sorry, over there, um, you, you can talk between the two. It says that's different. That's two different mitzvahs. Here it's one mitzvah. Um, some achronim say, by the way, that if you talk, between Bitashrat, Bein Shvarim Latrua, let's say the following happens. It's Tekiya, and then the person does Shvarim, Trua, right? Remember? Um, the Shvarim is, is, is quick, do, 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 right? The Trua is longer. That's in Shvarim and Trua. If you talk between the two, even though you were saying something, you're not yotze. Because obviously the talk can be a hepsic in the t- There it is. As I said, the, the Minak Yisrael is to stand, uh, even the ones before Musaf, um, and as we say before, if you know uh, that you're not going to be there for Musaf, the women who might come and leave, they should stand Meikar Adin. Okay? So that's... And can, they, can they talk after they hear the, the 30 kolos then? So that's a good question. Because that's usually what happens, right? Right. Young women come in, people with babies... Right. Um, if they're not planning on staying for the Shemon Esrei, then that's then they could talk. What I would say is this, Sheila. If women, again, it's, it's what's hard is the following. The, it's really they they should come up with a different etza. The problem is is that during Shemon Esrei, 
for some reason, they feel, you know, they'd have to be worried with the babies that they have. But when it's done, when the 30 are done all in one shot, that gives them enough period to be able to hold the kids all right at bay. But to wait for the next hour and pick up 60 or 30 during Shmon Esrei. Right. It's too hard for them. So obviously, if a woman doesn't have children yet or her children are grown, but there are other reasons why she needs to be home, maybe to help her daughter-in-law or to help the grandchildren, and there's a choice of when to come to shul, the best time to come to shul would be to, would be to hear the tkios on the, the Frishman Esrei. The problem is there aren't any brachos being said then. Right. Because the brachos are said for the men and for everybody before the tkios de Miyushav. So it's sort of like you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Still, the brachos aren't, you know, on one hand, you have the mitzvah without the bracha. On the other hand, you have the mitzvah done right. It's a good question. I'm not sure. I don't have a, a great answer for that. Because clearly, when, when, when the lady comes for Shmon Esrei, the man blowing the shofar has in mind to be motzi her anyway, for whatever mitzvah she would have. I think especially if we go like the Sephardim, who don't, who don't, women don't make the bracha on a mitzvah, sasei man grama, uh, 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 the, it's clear that you should come only for the Shmon Esrei. She doesn't make a bracha anyway. The bracha is irrelevant to her. Um, so, right. there, so therefore, even according to Ashkenazim, if a woman would have a choice, I would say uh, the best time to come, I mean, again, it's a toss-up, I'm not sure, but I'd say the best time to come would be uh, for the Shmon Esrei. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.